Hey everybody, Howie Mandel here. This uh, next podcast has a, a friend of mine, Kathy Griffin, who has been through a lot and is embarking on a new tour. We talk about everything. The reason I came on before that is um, it got darker than I ever knew it was. And um, we talk about her uh, attempted suicide and it gets even darker than that. So these are possible triggers. Just want to warn you, I'm an advocate for mental health. We talk about it. And if uh, these are triggers for you, then turn away. Otherwise, uh, subscribe, comment, and uh, listen and watch. <laughs> this is not like an intervention. How do you know? We'll bu we're, exactly. we're about to find out. You're the last one to find out. Okay. Welcome to Howie Mandel Does Stuff. I'm Howie Mandel. I'm Jacqueline Schultz, his daughter. And we have the illustrious Kathy Griffin in the house. I love that music. Yeah, it's, it's her husband. My husband made it. It's very exciting. It feels like excitement is building. Want yeah. him to make you want him to make you a song? Yes. I'll make you a song. I'll ask him. By the way, I have one song mm -hmm. called I'll Say It, and I had a talk show for two seasons. I had the nerve to sing the song. It's very, very, you know, auto-tuned. But it's a really cute song. Do you remember Is it when... is it on YouTube right now? Yes. So this is why I say you have to wear headphones. We'll play it right now. What's it called? How do we find I'll it? I'll Say It. Kathy Griffin. Go ahead. And um, What's it called? I'll Say It. Go ahead. Get I'll it. Say It. Go. I'll... <laughs> Here we um, go. Here we go. I'll Say It. Do you remember when Tracy Ullman had that song... Um, they don't know about us. It was so cute. So that was like the inspiration. But it's a very catchy song. And the guy from Fountains of Wayne wrote it. And it's really cute. So if anybody it, it, ever wants a cute, poppy, bubblegummy pop go song. Go ahead. Are we allowed to play it? Yeah, I own it. Okay. That's why we're allowed to play it. You're going to Wow. Cute, right? It is cute. You can yeah. sing. You say you're auto-tuned? Yes. Okay, so, so then I won't everyone. I won't judge it then. Because it's really good, but you're saying you're not good. No. It's good. I'm terrible. Right, it's wonderful. It's good. Did it did it chart? It did not chart, but I actually had the nerve to do like a gay nightclub tour with it. And I would go with to one song? One song and I would go to gay clubs and the boys would go crazy and they would play it and dance. And there are actually five different dance mixes out there, which I also own. You wow. should put it back out on TikTok and have yeah, people Yeah, why don't make you do it on TikTok? So that's what I want to know is I want to know if I dance to it on TikTok, then will people be able to download it? Yes. Do I have to like contact TikTok first and tell them? You not are you not on TikTok? You're on TikTok. I'm on TikTok. But so I, what do you mean? Do you, you don't call them every time? I don't have a TikTok person. You can upload sounds. You know, you can be your own TikTok person. You realize that really? it's not a it's not like a network anymore. You know, like when you and I started right. in the business, you had if you wanted to do something on NBC, then you talk to the people at NBC. Right. right. TikTok. You could be alone in your house in your underpants and upload any production you want. Why am I having such trouble building my TikTok following? 
because I'm working so hard on it. And yet I fear that it's because of my age and people my age just don't go on TikTok. I'm a lot older than you and I have 11 million followers on TikTok. You SOB. <laughs> you SOB. Are you posting? Right are, are, are you bragging? Are, are you I bragging? am bragging. Humble you're bragging. bragging. That's a, bragging. You are like the no. Selena Gomez of comedy. That's a lot you are. of followers. The Selena Gomez? You, yeah, you want to be Selena Gomez. That's a good thing. She has like the most followers on Instagram. Does she still? She on might. Instagram, maybe. But yeah. TikTok too. She's way up there. But do you post every day? I post every day. And what is your... what is your, I the, do a lot of original content, but I'll tell you, I also own My Life on the D-List all six seasons, and I own all 19 of my... TV specials, so I should probably be uploading. Are your like, are your posts more than a minute? Um, I'm trying to do more than a minute now because that you can monetize that exactly, right? Which is pitiful. I get like four cents a month at this point. But what's funny is there's an account called at Kathy Griffin Clips, and whoever and I believe it's a gay guy in New Zealand. No kidding, but he gets like twenty times the engagement I do when I put the clip up myself and go, no, no, this is me. This is my account. So I'm trying to beat my own fan account. But your your videos have been suggested to me multiple times. The ones where you're talking about like Kanye and you were talking about yes. your brother. So I got a lot of that suggested to me on my For You page. So something's working. Okay, good. I and it's those patient. ones. How long have you been up? Well, okay. I've only been on there for like six months. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Okay. okay. All right. All right. I'll stick to it. All right. And because yeah. I very much enjoy it because now that Twitter has turned so dark, I have to say I'm one of those people that I will scroll TikTok. It's called X now. Exter is what I call it. I've, I was kicked off personally by Elon. You should know that. Really? Elon personally off? by Elon. Yes. He does not care for me or my humor. But what I did was I went on there. Um, one of the times he had made one of his announcements saying he was going to change it in the following way or whatever. And I went on and I changed my my username to at Elon Musk. Oh, I, oh, I know. It was the night before the midterms. And I started posting I've talked to the mothers of all my children and I am now pro choice. Vote blue no matter who. Go Biden-Harris. Under Elon Musk. Yes. <laughs> and it, it fooled a lot of people. And then he was upset because people were fooled by it. And then all of a sudden my account was just gone. And it was just the gray egg with like a, you know, like a... Head. I've never seen a gone. I don't know what that looks like. I was here. a gone Twitter person. And then there was a little... Then Jimmy Kimmel had me on his show where I played Elon in a sketch making fun of the whole thing. And so luckily he kind of reinstated me out of shame. But it's different now. And so TikTok is where I go for my doggy videos and my cooking videos, even though I don't cook. So you don't cook, but you post videos. Well, I no, no, no I watch watches. cooking videos. I post videos of oh, reaction. So I post like funny videos, like I'll do one of the sounds and I'll lip sync it, or I'll do something funny around the house or do something funny on the road. Like when I was announcing the tour, I schlepped down to Pacific Coast Highway because I now live in Malibu. And I was there in a bikini, by the way, this is two weeks ago, in a bikini at the ripe young age of 63, holding a sign saying, I'm going back on tour and just waiting for people to honk at me. So that's fun. It is. You don't see that every day. No, and now Not people will. Day. People, our viewers will now, everybody click Good. subscribe. What yes. is your handle on Twitter? At on 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 not on Twitter. That's Elon Musk. Right. What is your uh, what is your handle on uh, TikTok? I'm either at Kathy Griffin or at Real Kathy Griffin. Both. I Both? guess that's a problem. That no, is a problem. One of them has a blue check, but I think it's just at Kathy Griffin. Sorry, I'm looking. I'm at my looking husband. right well, now. Well, let him. The husband is telling you. Does he know. know who you are? Yes. We've uh, met. I'm looking. Yes. 
Does your husband not know? Look at he can come to the mic. What you are? Who is your real, wife? Real Kathy Griffin. <laughs> I'm at real Kathy Griffin. Mm-hmm. Right. So the other one is also you, though. But wait, well, who's that, Kathy Griffin? Well, your name on there, like your name that you see, is Kathy Griffin. But under it, it's real Kathy Griffin. Interesting. Does that mean someone has at Kathy Griffin? Are you posting on the same account every day? <laughs> yes. No, oh. you are. I see. New. You have a new one. Good. Yeah. Okay. So that's new. Yeah. Just be patient. Okay. It takes a while. Okay. And don't overthink. Okay. Just do. Just do. So the point that you have a I song. I love that you're giving advice. We, you should look. Uh, have well, you I'm, looked I'm, at his TikTok? I'm no. 68. It's not good. I'm it's a, not good. I'm a Howie TikTok virgin. It's okay. not good. Well, I'm going to pop your cherry. No, it's not good. What I did you do last delightful. night? Didn't you do one last night? I did one last night. Can yeah. we look at it for one second? Yeah. yeah. Throw up okay. my uh, last night's, the uh, dance of the knives. My oh my homage oh. to Britney. Oh, boy. Now, don't you don't want the free Britney people coming after you, Howie. I didn't do it. It's not negative. Well, they don't. They decide. Not you. It's true. You never know. Just like the Vanderpump right. people. J- and well, the Swifties. The, Vander, the, Van, and- the Vanderpump people hate me. What are you? Anti-Ariana. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's a lot of like NASA level editing. You know? No, what? it's not. Is that humans? It's just a, it's a, just filter. a filter. Okay, you know what? I'm Can I sorry. Tell you Haven't fu- I worked hard enough in, in this industry? Now I have to go to filter school no, and learn fancy just, editing? Just scroll. Th- do not look at TikTok. Aside, aside yes. from, so you, you, you scroll through and you say, oh, look, this looks cool. And it's the bold. Bold uh, glamour. So this is, that's the same as bold oh, glamour, except that's clone. Well, You're, I know the beauty filters. I'm not crazy. I, I will also want to mention, we'll mention it many times. You are back on uh, tour everywhere from des moines to omaha to kansas to providence to we will uh we'll have a can we have a link to her tour schedule you got to go see her live because live is amazing and and unabashed and which is amazing and it's the tour is called my life on the ptsd list if you're young and listening to this she was famous for life on the d list and ptsd i'm an advocate for mental health is uh, is an homage to what i don't well, know I have how that so i, I actually know. do a lot of stuff in my new show about having ptsd because you have to just laugh you have to laugh at. i that. don't know how you do and i'm fascinated by you as a human being besides uh, you as a talented person because meow, i don't know moo meow moo what's what's happening what 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 are you doing if you're just listening, no, she's I on hope all you're fours. watching. <laughs> Can you see? What's going on? Well, it seems that's no, your therapy. No, meow is cat. I can give you some. Uh, I can give you some suggestions for a therapist or psychologist that would really. If you knew how much the therapist was that taught me how to do cat cow, it's this thing called cat cow, which I thought I was the only person doing. Oh, you but are. now when I talk about it in my shows, there's actually like a smattering of recognition applause. Mm, so that means no, I don't know. If I that's think that's just support. Uh, that's that's like, support. Yeah. Is that just because I tell people to bring their cats to the show and their cows? I think they feel bad for you. <laughs> Can I, can I, I I'm not going to make fun of, I will not, I will take your pity. I will not make fun of, uh, mental health, uh, coping skills or whatever you're, but explain to me (laughs) what you get out of, uh, pretending you're a cat and pretending you're a cow. Okay. It's the same thing I get out of, um, my Kundalini yoga. 
Which Kundalini I yoga, even, I do understand. Okay, I don't. I don't even know what it is. And I do it once a week. Isn't that the yoni egg thing where you hold a you hold an egg in your vagina? No. What's Kundalini? What you, God. Nothing I wanted to hear from what my daughter. What's, what's no. the, don't count your vaginas what before they're hatched. What's the yoni egg? There's I thought that was Kundalini. That, that, no, I that's, love that your that's, team is furious. That's, that's Kundalini no. yoga. Kuntal, oh boy. Kundalini. Can, well, we, can we can say? Kundalini. Yes, in yes. my presence, absolutely. Well, it's so it's the point my, is, I'm daughter, doing I'm all these things that I was so sick with PTSD that I went through about a ten month period where I just like couldn't stop vomiting. Oh, are you like, kidding me? No, no. And let me tell you, and I, you know, I'm a cancer survivor, and we. Well, can this talk is about a, that, we'll talk like, about everything. You were. Canceled? No, no. Cancered? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. A lot of people were canceled. I was investigated by the Department of Justice. So you're the queen of cancel. Who put me under an investigation, put me on the no-fly list, That's interrogated insane. me under oath, and were considering charging me with conspiracy to assassinate the President of the United For States. For holding that doll. For taking a picture. Yes. So all the other folks that were canceled and maybe had a bad week... You know, different animal. It was lawyering up, et cetera, et cetera. So, and you know, the MAGA folks are still angry with me. And I've had several, I've been embattled in many legal cases since then. I keep getting sued by MAGA people. I have a case outstanding in federal court in Tennessee. And if you two would like to come with me to any of those appearances. Is that the one where (laughs) you're welcome? Isn't that the one where the guy was making, he got fired from an app? Yeah. Because he was making a homophobic, uh, somebody taped him making homophobic. Harassing these trans kids, getting their prom picture taken at a lobby of a hotel. So I did a couple tweets about it, which is a long career of advocacy for the queer community. And so the guy decided to sue me as if I'm the reason he got fired on his own behavior. But, you know, these cases take years to cycle through the system. And so I had two cases in Kentucky, one in state court, one in federal court. You know, so it's been like a whole thing. So, yes, the queen of cancellations. Mm -hmm. Lung cancer, even though I never smoked. I have half a lung on my left side. Holy shit. Half a lung. Now, what I don't appreciate is your smug look on your face with your two lungs. Because I feel why like... You, why are you treating her like exactly. that? Exactly. I, sh- I don't think exactly. she's looking at me. She's looking at you. No, you. Yeah. Me? It was you. It was me? It was yeah. you, I'm sorry. That's your and I resting also, smug I do look. have resting, resting bitch face. I didn't know I had resting but smug. But when somebody says they have a half a lung, there's a that, that's not the expression. What's the face? I'm just Make a face. Why Try it again. Got, Say it again. Yeah. See, you look like a typical <laughs> two-lunged person. I'm sorry. And you're flaunting your left lung right in front of me like I don't have feelings. My two-lung privilege yes. is showing. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, I take issue with that. And what else? Um, I have an enlarged prostate. Nice. I thought you were going to say something else. Well, nice. What did you think I was going to say? Now, wait, does it stay that size or does it decrease or get bigger or what? I don't know. I don't know. You never asked? I don't even understand how I think he is able problem. to tell. Have I you tried cat cow? Cat, oh. Geckos? You put cat, geckos? Cat cow. Cat cow. Cat cow. Cat cow. Cat cow Moo. Thank you. Thank you. All better. All better. <laughs> Prostate fixed. Who needs Dr. Bill? How does he know it's enlarged when he sticks his finger in? What well, I talk about that a little bit in my act. When yeah. he sticks his finger in, like that's not a, I don't think that's a good. Um, like an medical device? Or measurement. Like how, ex- right. how do you know? How exact is it really? 
But you don't want them to use one of those um, things with the, what, what were those things in school where it had like a pointy thing, like a map? What did you put in your ass in school? <laughs> I put a bunch of stuff in my ass. <laughs> in um, <laughs> most of it's still up there. Really? Yeah. Um, Talk about carry on. I know. Meow. And Moo. I will <laughs> do whatever it takes. <laughs> so that's when I was do- diagnosed with PTSD is when none of these doctors could figure out why I was so sick. And let me tell How, you. Why did you get uh, lung cancer. Did they figure out why? They don't know. They think, it, you know, I never did clubs all that much. Like, cause I was an actress first. I went about stand up a little ass backwards where I was in the ground. Ass backwards because you want to get to all the stuff. There's uh, it's right in there. It's like Santa's Christmas sack. And, um, <laughs> I, I had to figure out what was wrong with me because when you're that sick, you can't do anything. You know, if you're barfing all day, you can't, you're dehydrated. I was going to the ER, getting infusions of saline all the time. Like, it was a nightmare. So, so you're saying secondhand smoke from the clubs? Maybe, but I don't think that's it because I actually didn't do clubs all that much. I kind of started doing like smallish theaters, which is better for my style because I'm really more of a storyteller than a classic joke teller. Not, re- not really, absolutely I am. And so um, I think he asked me if, the, if I grew up around Radon, which maybe. You probably did. Was I mean, it, Radon is uh, the... Uh, the neighbors, the uh, surname of the neighbors? No, I was- Ben and Julie Radon? <laughs> no, but I do remember this. I'm not making this up, but when the DDT truck would come down our block- You had a DDT truck come oh, down your block? Not only that, all the kids in the neighborhood would run behind it, <laughs> and our parents would be like, kids, the DDT truck is coming, and we would dance in it and go, I'm in a cloud. What's DDT? I'm in a, oh, that's a, a spray. Pesticide. That, pesticide. Oh, well, a lot of A lot I of neighborhood kids would run. I know they're 66. It's Her- still stupid. <laughs> still stupid. Your the parents is- called you out to run behind the cloud of My smoke. parents enjoyed a highball and an old-fashioned, yeah. and it was 5 o'clock somewhere. We had so the ice cream truck. Busy. Yeah, it was like that, sort of. Yeah. So you ran behind... Well, problem solved. Ice cream we- trucks are dangerous, too. Why? My husband said... His mom, my mother-in-law, used to tell my husband that they sell guns and drugs out of ice cream trucks and not to go anywhere near I ice cream heard trucks. that, too. Yeah, so he's never you been to an husband? ice cream truck. No, I knew a guy whose dad was an addict, and he would get his pills from the um, ice cream man. Yeah, that's why. Dipped in chocolate. I mean, unless yeah. it's a metaphor, but I think she meant the ice cream truck. Yeah, my husband's never been to an ice cream truck. Interesting. Has he ever been to a pesticide cloud? Or just a big drug it. den? I don't think so. But really, the truth is, <laughs> yeah. you have gone through, uh, as somebody who is an advocate for mental health and, yeah. and suffers, I, not to the extent that I'm not comparing, but it, it, as somebody who suffers from mental health issues of anxiety and depression, yeah, it, it, what you have gone through, and I, I don't have PTSD, but it's amazing that you're able to even lift your head up and come out in public and even sit here. And, uh, you know, you, you just uh, nodded to the fact that, you know, even after all this, and I think that you're in the right to post and show uh, the issues that are going on, like a, that guy who is uh, besmirching transgender kids. Well, I just. I, but I, I would say you you have no fear of that anymore. Like I, I don't have fear of it because no matter what, those kids needed somebody to advocate for them, and that that won't change whether I have fear or not. But, you know, I think going through stuff is, is something that the audiences that come see this tour are kind of aware of, which is nice. So I, 
that's why, like, for this, I don't want to do a lineup show. I don't even have an opener. I I've, I have a lot to say because I haven't been on tour in six years. But let me tell you what was maybe the hardest part about the whole, like, Trump thing and stuff. It was when, you know what it's like to be a workaholic. And in when the Trump thing happened, I was in the middle of a 50-city tour. And after the photo all 25 of the remaining shows were canceled due to bomb threats to the theaters. And the fact that the phone didn't ring for six years was like the hardest thing on my mental health. Just to go from, I'm going on the road today, I'm going to do a TV show today, I'm going to do a commercial, like whatever I've been doing all these decades, to have that just stopped. But also to have the country loathe you, like loathe you you well do you really is, think that that, that, you, that you know, was we're saying rough. the country but obviously we are in a very divisive state yeah, yeah so if you're reading or putting yourself in front of the loathing then yeah. which is not healthy i would imagine no, there I wasn't was doing that it was the silence that i couldn't escape and like but, I said, but the you phone probably had ringing. you probably had a lot of support too i did i had some good friends i will say i lost about 75 percent of my friends and they never came back and so I also, okay, I know I'm laying it on thick, but I also became addicted to prescription pills. So I also tried to take my life and I was in a 5150 cycle for three days at Cedars. And so I actually, even though I was a pill girl, I go to AA meetings on Zoom every day and I've made a lot of th friends through AA. So I've been lucky about like getting some nice friendships going, but that's why we were joking before about the art of conversation. I kind of just live for that now. I just want to like really talk to people. I have these salon lunches and dinners where I make sure everybody doesn't even bring their phone to the table. Like after going through all that stuff, I just want to like hang out with people and laugh and talk about stuff. I'm still, I'm not as much of a news junkie because I had to walk away from the cable news. It was making me too nuts. But you know, I keep up on stuff. Why did you lose friends? Why did you lose 75% of your friends? Because remember- I would imagine a lot of your friends were not Trump supporters. So. No, but by the way, some were. You know, yeah. I, I look, I was very dear friends with the late great Suzanne Summers, thigh master, if you don't remember. And, you know, she definitely was a hardcore Trumper. And some of the folks I met through her, like some of my older friends, you know, were Trumpers. And um, I mean, there was one guy that my husband and I had just taken a dinner about three years prior, and he was on the board of directors of CBS. And he wrote me this letter that was just you should go to Oval Office and get on your hands and knees and beg for forgiveness and tell Trump you were stupid and you deserve the blowback, but beg him for your career back. And this guy was on the board of directors for CBS. He's now passed away. But I'm just saying, like, I tried to stay away from all the bad stuff and the blowback. But like I said, the fact that your phone isn't ringing and your tour is canceled you know, and many theaters made statements saying I wasn't welcome back at the theater ever again and stuff. Now, many of them have since changed their tune, which is great. But the turnaround really just happened. And I have to thank the Mirage because, as you know from doing Vegas off and on all these years, you know, Vegas is, is not edgy like people think. Like, it may be a naughty city, but it's middle America that's going to shows in Vegas largely. And so my first show back was last June, which is now just a couple months ago. And I sold out. Then they booked me for one show in August. I sold out. And hence, you know, with a mutual friend, called a manager. I got a manager, then an agent. And this tour came together three weeks ago. So I am well, congratulations. thrilled because I feel like 
there's concrete proof that things are finally turning around. Like I'm you finally, survived it. I mean, I, I, I don't think I don't it. think a lot of people could go through what you went through. It was you rough. Know? It was rough because you know you also, you know, I also like have to get good at talking about it because for a while. I would really bristle if anybody had a question. And now I, I realize, like, the great Jane Fonda was like, this is going to be on your tombstone, kiddo. And she's right. So I understand if somebody has a question about it or if that's what they know me from, you know, that's okay. But it's the getting through part that, like, has been essential. So for did me you, to just get back on the road is, like, the best panacea. Did you anticipate when you were doing – I know you probably anticipated the shock value of what you were going to do in the photo, but do you, did you anticipate the blowback that you were going to get? Not only did I not anticipate it, I didn't think the shock value would be that much because I thought, first of all, I didn't have a publicist at the time. I was in between gigs. And so I'm so D-list that I thought, you know what? I'm not doing anything. Why don't I just do a funny photo shoot? So I called a shooter that I had worked with once before and we did other photos that day. Like I did one of my then next door neighbor, Kim Kardashian. And her husband at the time, Kanye West, two years next door neighbors. Wow. Take it in. Anyway, mm. they were, by the way, dream neighbors. I know that sounds funny. She's my neighbor now. She's, I love her. She's no drama. The last thing she wanted to do was cause drama in the neighborhood. So they right. were actually amazing neighbors. And boy, do they have security. So that was fun, uh, which I also kind of needed at the time. And so um, I thought that this photo will maybe live on like a couple of gay blogs. I didn't I didn't think it was all that shocking it was a Halloween mask I personally felt like as a woman you know I sort of felt a need to do a shocking photo about him because I find him to be a shocking guy I know him as you do Mm -hmm. if you worked at NBC Universal as I did for 20 years he was everywhere he was ubiquitous but you know you'd see him at publicity events and um, you know, when they roll out the new seasons, that's when my life on the D-list was in and stuff. And I, I never knew this part of Trump. I always thought he was just kind of this bloviating kind of character, you know. So I'm getting nervous because I'm waiting for you to say most of the listeners of the show are Trumpers. No. Because you probably cross over. You're probably... Well, maybe, I just don't talk... I don't talk politics. We don't talk politics. Okay, so, so I don't mean to go too deep on that. But you can the, go deep. You can go as deep as you want. I'm just listening. I, and, and well, I, I'm, I don't want to alienate people because... You're not I'm alienating not, people. Okay, okay. On this show, there's a, nobody gets alienated. Okay, good. Because mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, as a woman and as a woman of a certain age, I found the stuff he did beyond shocking. And so I thought, let's take sort of a protest photo. Some people thought it was funny. That's fine with me too. I don't care. But no, I never could have anticipated. And what I learned for, you know, and since then is because I've gotten a couple of FOIAs, Freedom of Information Acts, and the Oval Office, first of all, it came directly from the Oval Office, which is shocking to me. Yeah. That the sitting president would be like, make this a priority. They were very serious about charging me with that crime which is also shocking to me because I thought, okay, well, he's going to make me miserable, but they're not going to really charge me with the crime. They called my lawyer, um, and you know my lawyer, you can ask him this, every day because they desperately wanted me to go downtown and they wanted footage of a perp walk. So they wanted like a helicopter that would see me being like walked into the downtown LA precinct. Um, And There was a moment where you really believed that you were going to be charged. Yeah, well... I never spent a moment not taking that seriously. So I spent a long time, 
you know, practicing with my First Amendment attorney, who, by the way, is the real guy in the movie The People versus Larry Flint, the real guy that Edward Norton plays, yeah. is my First Amendment attorney. Because I'm thinking, if he can defend Larry Flint, then damn it, I'm a walk in the park. Mm. But um, it was a lot of wrangling with the lawyers and the two government agencies, the Secret Service and the U.S. Attorney's Office, just to keep them from charging me. And so that was just so much to deal with. And so once again, like... And expensive? insanely expensive, like over a million dollars. Really? Yes. Oh, well, hold on. I should say, I also am throwing in my security bills because the stuff people would do to me if I ventured out of the house was so scary. Like, I can't tell you how many people, if I was just walking down the street, would approach me and be furious and get in my face and turn red. And, you know, because let me tell you, these Trumpers, they're hardcore. They are hard. I've never seen anything like it. Also, as a comic, I've made fun of every president. Every president, you know. And that was kind of your act before, too. You yeah. comment on popular culture and all the celebrities. Like, right. that's what you do. Right. So. In fact, I used to have a story in my act that wasn't about Trump being anything but just kind of a dumb goofball about mm -hmm. doing an episode of The Apprentice where he hired me to host one of their events that they were putting on as a challenge and then he hired Liza to be the headliner so I spent a wacky day at Bedminster with Liza and the Donald and I told that story Mac to, you know before he was president because I just thought it was a funny story right like he was driving us around the golf cart and Liza was scared shitless and like just it had all the elements of a good Kathy Griffin story for her act and so he, no, knowing that he knows me and he knows the kind of comedy I do, he didn't think for one minute that I was a threat to his life or his safety or anything like that. So all of it was bizarre and kept getting more bizarre. And it became a, this seismic news event. And then everyone just became too afraid of me. Like, I I mean, I, I did pitch a show to a classic network during that time. I pitched many shows, trust me. And one of the network guys was very honest. He said, look, you're an earner. And you're funny, and everybody knows that, but we have viewers in the flyover states, and you're just not going to play. And I think that he's the one guy that said it, but I think that was the deal for six years. Well, especially if you're going to, was it broadcast? Yeah. So it, it's broadcast. Yeah, yeah. So broadcast Well, it's is, cable, but still. It's still cable. Then that's not broadcast. The cable should do it. Yeah, it was cable. That's kind of interesting. I know. That, but, but I could it, feel that was the reason. It was kind of good to have somebody Yeah, go. but nobody wants to, um, well, I shouldn't say nobody, but a lot of, uh, if you're in the business yeah. and you want to capitalize, possibly even you made a comment right now, like, am I offending right. a viewer or yeah, what? Yeah. People don't want to. I mean, this is not with this. No, this, I was this. so relieved he said that because I really? understand. Yes, because I understand that. He's in the business of selling advertising and putting in shows on the cable channel that are going to attract as many viewers as possible. So I became so polarizing that I, you But know. especially in cable, I don't understand it. As somebody who yeah. is a, uh, you know, an advocate for... Um, you know the the ability to for free speech right, and and right. also uh, aside from that i've talked many times about like when i when i first popped onto the scene mm -hmm. um I, I and i've told the story many times but you know i i uh, i played radio city music hall and i uh, sold out two shows in one night and my wife and i were in the dressing room between shows watching 7000 people leave the first show and come into the second show and 7th avenue was like packed with yeah. like 13 14000 people yeah. this is in the 80s and she said, how do you feel? 
and I said, I, I, bad. And she goes, why do you feel bad? I said, because this is New York and there's, uh, what, 20 million people? Right. 30 million people? Yeah. So uh, 29 million, uh, people decided not to come tonight. <laughs> So there's always, you know, of course, there's always, there's always more people that are going to be against you, not know you, not like you, but if whatever your product is, whether it it should, you respect it and out there. Yeah, absolutely. And also, um, I did do some speaking stuff, um, after the incident about the first amendment, I got to go and speak at Oxford and, you know, so it's been a, it's been a journey. And I, I'm, I, I don't know all the amendments, but I know the first one. And, uh, but you're back. You I'm really, back, you, baby. You, you, do you feel it? Yes. Um, I am a little self-conscious about my voice because it's like a little higher pitch now because I was actually, even though I'm cancer-free, I was injured during the left upper lobe of my lung being removed. So my voice is like a little bit higher pitch. So at the very opening of the show, I just go, you know, Hey guys, this happened, and I tell a joke about it, and then usually people. I think are you're more self-conscious than uh, people. Than I should be. Yeah. I think so because I, I, I'm being honest with you. I didn't notice it, really? and I'm a, and I'm a judge. Oh, <laughs> I didn't notice it. I didn't notice and it. And now I use like that Madonna headset mic, yeah. and it's better. So I have that now in every theater. Is your voice that much different than it was? When I go to project, it goes into a higher pitch. Like oh. this is a wonderful microphone, so yes. I can speak in my normal talking voice. But if I was on stage, I probably would want to like amp the energy up and then the adrenaline somehow makes the pitch go up a little bit so you were injured i have a paralyzed left vocal cord permanently um you, you have not <laughs> lucky is not a word that is synonymous synonymous <laughs> with kathy griffin i have the luck of the irish which is bad you, luck uh, um well, well, i have three leaf clover you you <laughs> Um, because everything, like even when you got LASIK, I remember that. Oh, I did. I had bad botched LASIK. Like, have you had, have you had a procedure? Jail, by the way, but okay, I just want to say. Oh, now you're going to start in no, trouble No, no, I'm again. not going to start in trouble. I'm just going to say, yes, I've had not the best luck in that department. Do you know what happened when she I had LASIK? I don't, no. She had LASIK when it was uh, all the rage, when everybody was getting it, It right? was too new. That was my mistake. It was kind of new. But that's when it was like in the news. Everybody and was getting it. And yeah. and you went to a, we won't mention his no, or but her a, name. A you went well to a well-regarded eye doctor. And yeah. what happened? And I got this thing called epithelial cell ingrowth on my left eye. And so I started getting these cells that started growing over my pupil. So my vision was like going away slowly. You know, meow. And look, that's moo. why I meow and moo. Because I've had too many years of this stuff. And so if I get on all fours and meow like a cat, then so be it. Dude. So the, you, you didn't explain to me what the... the, the uh, the thought behind meowing and mooing is like I don't know because I don't ask all I know is all the crazy things that I'm doing I want to be a therapist oh you I want to be in that power to go okay listen you've had cancer right you've been canceled yeah um you're half blind in one eye um you're in a very dangerous position Mm -hmm. here's the answer I need (laughs) you to get on all fours and make a cat sound and a cow sound and you will be better remember you gotta arch your back when you're kitty cat and then when you're the cow, you straighten no, your back. It. Does it and have to do with breathing? Maybe it's breathing. Maybe it is, but you should also know I take a once a week breath class. 
You're busy. You're busy with your mood. Well, that makes sense. You have half a lung. Well, no, no. It's it's like therapeutic breathing, and they call it breath work. But I'm I'm laughing because they just do teach you how to breathe. But they have you do like hyperventilating stuff for a while. That's like meditation. Okay, so that I do that. That's one of my treatments for the PTSD. Kundalini yoga or whatever yes. uh, is is normal is okay. somewhat normal yeah. the uh, or normal as is uh, recognizable to me. Yes, the breath work is recognizable okay. to me. The cat and the cow, not so much. Still okay. We're still no zoo today. Can I ask just because yeah. I'm kind of ignorant when it comes? Oh wait, wait, wait. He wants to say something. Hang on one second. Right what now. happened? Uh, I do cat cows all the time. No, you don't. No, you don't. My it's brother. Yoga. That's my son. It's a, it's a yoga move, though, but I do it. It's for stretching your neck, back, and shoulders. Wait, so can you explain it? Is, like it, what? is it for I any mental? I with the sound. It's just about arching your back up and then releasing it the other way. But what did they explain to you when they said, if you want to do the sound, the sound will help in this way? Like, what they say? Because I don't know why we do sounds either. I, the sound part, I'm a little confused about. Okay. <laughs> so there's some confusion. The stretch, I definitely know and do cat cows for my That's back. my son. Thank you. That's the smattering of a plus. You. Pardon me? It's pretty common in yoga. They all know it. All the guys in the back. Yeah, where have you cow. been, grandma and grandpa? <laughs> Wow, we're all, learn, all the kids are doing it. You learn something new. We're not each going to the right day. therapist. Go ahead no. with your question. No. Oh, I was going to say I'm ignorant about PTSD, and yeah. I I was under the impression, and probably wrongfully so, that it's from one single event. Could it just be like multiple events that have happened over the time that have caused PTSD now? Yes. Like, um, and by the way, I also thought it was for combat veterans only. You know, and you virtually have been in combat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's not even a joke. No, even my friends in the military are like, no, no, you can have it too. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I think the culmination of things for me, probably, and also like within that six-year period, you know, I lost my mom and my sister, and like, so it was a, f- a few things, but. I, I would say probably the Trump thing mixed with the cancer mixed with the pill addiction. Like probably you put those three Why together. were you taking the pills? They were painkillers? Yeah, and I just, when the Trump thing happened, I just didn't know what to do with myself all day. So what were the pills? Oh, I took uppers, downers, and painkillers. To So like escape? Adderalls, which I call Adderalls. So I took Adderalls. I which took, made you feel like what? For what? What does that do? Well, wait a minute. Here's the best part. I wanted to take them to be thinner. Oh. No, no. Think of how crazy that is that once again at 50, I think I was 59 when it And I don't think you've ever had a weight. No, I, no. And just, it's just embarrassing to even think that that's my very deep reason for taking them. But, and then, but everyone said it helped their focus, which... That wasn't my problem. But the painkillers are just painkillers because they just literally. But Adderall, uh, well, I shouldn't say Adderall's that. an upper. Provigil's an upper. But makes you lose weight, like Ozempic? It probably in a different way. Ozempic's way healthier. But Adderall. I don't want to give anybody no, ideas. Don't do this. No, don't do this. By the way, Adderall is in 12-step. It's been likened to cocaine. So some people think it is maybe as strong as cocaine or a pill form of cocaine. So basically I was taking uppers downers, which are the benzos, like um, Ativan, Clonopin, Valium. And what was that for? So I could sleep. So, and then the painkillers were to kind of just feel like numbed out. Were you in pain? No. How do you get that? I was in mental pain. How do you get that? Oh, okay. So this is what's really weird. First of all, when you're older, they just give you this stuff. But second of all, I had amassed all these pills that I never took. 
And it's almost like mentally I was preparing for some, I was like a doomsday prepper for prescription pills. I really did. I, and I, once I started taking them, I thought maybe this is what I kept them around for. But no, I do not advocate this. It was bad for me. Ended up in a psych hold in the hospital. You said that. Against Look. my will for three days. Wait, wait. So who? how did that happen? Okay. So when I tried to kill myself, I took about 100 downers. And I really thought that would do it. I wrote a note, the whole thing. And then when I woke up. Wait, wait. So so you, you were, were you at home alone? I was at home alone. Right. I kicked my husband out. I like fabricated a fight and kicked him out of the house. And I just thought, okay. And I, in my mind, I really genuinely thought, he's just going to be better off without me. You know, he's probably, I'm in a lot of trouble. And I felt like, I've had a good life. I've accomplished some really good stuff. This has been a good run. And it was all the pills talking. But um, I was just convinced it was my time to go. So you took 100 downers? Yes. And then what happened? You black out right away? I blacked out. And the worst part about trying to kill yourself is waking up. Because I woke up and I was like, you are fucking kidding me. In fact, that was the first thing I said, my hand to God, when I woke up. I Where, went, you did you are wake fucking up in, kidding me. in your house? Yes, and there was like blood on the sheets, and I didn't know what happened. And it turns out I had taken a fall. And, you know, it was it also, just so you know, I've never had a drink in my life. You so, don't drink? No, never had a drink in my life. Because, you smoke pot? No, because my parents were alcoholics, I think I thought I couldn't become a pill addict because I don't drink. Like, oh, I mustn't be an addict. I don't even drink. And, you know, when I was taking the pills, like I said, I felt like they were very justified in my mind. So you wake up, there's blood all over the bed. Yeah. And I'm alone in the house. And you're alone in the house. And Kim and there? Kanye are not coming over. And they I were woke the neighbors up. Still. They were the neighbors. neighbors. They kept to themselves. They did. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, and yeah, I, I then called two doctors and I said, I tried to take my life. I took a bunch of pills. I don't want to die anymore, but I think I legit in, injured myself. So can I come in and get some x-rays or something? And so um, I went to the hospital, the emergency room. How? Um, I, I called my husband and he drove me. And first we went to the doctor's office and he wisely said, oh, we can't do that x-ray here. You've got to go to the hospital. And, you know. Were I you bleeding? Um, I probably wasn't bleeding, but I had like lacerations and bruises and stuff. And I didn't know if I had like twisted an ankle or something like that. And so, um, I, I went in and I told the doctors exactly what I had done and taken. And I didn't know just by telling them that they have to put you on a psych hold. Right. And so I was still probably a little bit messed up. And I remember saying to the doctor, like, okay, well, this is great. Thank you for, you know, the saline. I'm fine. I'm going to head out. And he was like, no, no, you're going to stay, you know. And um, I said, no, no, I'm good. And then I go, just, I'm not going to do this. But what if I just, like, pulled out the IV? I'm just asking. And he pulled back the curtain. He's like, see those two cops? They put the bracelets on you. And I will never forget that expression. The bracelets, the handcuffs. And so I was in the nut bin for three days. And they, you know, I, that, I talk about that in the show because there were parts of it that are funny because it was so crazy. And it was Wait, so- Wait, so when did you realize By that the way, you- I'm 59 when this happened. Right. Because nobody ODs at 50, like nobody reaches their bottom, as we say in 12 step, at 59. This happens to like 19 year olds 
No, no, I think it happens to everybody. 59. So so when do you realize that you're in a psych hold? Like when Oh, as soon as once once I was in the ER, I wasn't feeling messed up. I wasn't high anymore. Right. So I think I just thought I could talk my way out of it, go home and just kind of recuperate. And you know what I didn't realize at the time that I really did need serious help. Now, I didn't go to rehab because it was the height of COVID pre-vaccine, but um, the hospital introduced me to two people that are professional, like recovery 12-step people, and they came over every day for four months and oh, piss so tested um, me every day and all that. But the psych hold, I'm, I'm yeah, fascinated. three days. So you're in the, you're in the ER. Well, yes. And, then and they when say, are you told you can't go home? When, uh, after about an hour, well, when they first said, we're going to put you on a 5150. Oh, they say that to you. And because I've, of course, done material in my act about Kanye and Britney Spears, I know exactly what a 5150 is. And then I started trying to talk my way out of it. And that's when they pulled back the curtain and that's where the cops were. And then they just process you like any other time you're in the hospital. And then do they walk you upstairs? Is there a, are you in a lockdown? You're, well, you're on, you're getting an IV of saline. Right. So you're already tethered to an IV. So they, they just roll you in the gurney. And they, I actually did get my own room, which was good. And so I was just in a room for three nights and they had this poor woman that would sit at the foot of the bed and I honestly didn't understand what was going on. You didn't. And I would You didn't say, know that's like a suicide oh watch, gosh. right? Oh my gosh, Consuela, you should go. I'm totally just gonna fall asleep. I know I'm being boring today. And she'd be like, Oh, Miss Griffin. But like she wouldn't <laughs> say anything. And I really <laughs> didn't know that she's the suicide watch person. You didn't know that. And I just cause I I thought that was for crazy people, not me. You thought that she was there just but to I'm keep crazy. But, you, but you understood that you were in a 5150 hold. Right. So I don't understand why. I thought I was being watched enough by like whatever nurses just come by to change the bag or whatever. So I was like, oh, well, somebody's checking on me constantly. How would I ever escape? Like it was inconceivable to me that I would escape or that they think I would escape. And so I couldn't even but imagine. But it's not even escape. I think they're watching to see that you don't hurt yourself well, with the needle that's going yes. into your arm. But I thought, oh, and that's when I did get up to walk in the hall one time and realize that the door is locked from the outside. And I was like, click, click. Oh, right. So no, I really wasn't taking it in in real time. I how was do, processing. How do they make a decision then that your 5150 is done? Are there people coming in and interviewing you and seeing what your mental I, state is? I texted my cardiologist, who's the one that, you know, wisely said, you have to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And I said, what do I, what can I do to get out of here? And he said, they have to keep you 72 hours because of all the stuff you took and everything. And they also ask you if you wrote a note. And I said, yes. And so by being honest about that, that's another sign that they go, okay, she didn't just take all these meds that are in her urine sample. She admitted to writing a note. So they judge the seriousness based on some questions. Is it more and serious to write a note? Yeah. Yeah. I think they think that means you, you mean business. That you, uh, to a doctor. I think as they're looking at the criteria for what would get somebody committed to a 5150. So in answer to her question, what is the... So by law, they have to hold you for 72 hours. Yeah. Is there, are they coming in and are they testing you? Are they asking you questions? The day one, I didn't see anybody. I just had an IV with saline and they were just kind of busy getting to other patients. Day two, 
a psych, I guess it would be a psychiatrist, a psychiatrist, well, an MD came to the room and she's the one that said, um, you know, cause I said, I will do anything. I said, I don't ever want to do this again. I said, I didn't even mean to really attempt to take my life. This is all a nightmare. This is horrible. What do I do? So I will say, I when I reached my bottom as an addict, I knew it was my bottom. I wasn't trying to negotiate my way out of like the help part. And so that's what she does is she asks you a bunch of questions. You don't do a psyche eval. She just kind of talks to you. And, um, you know, I guess they knew I wasn't using anymore. And she asked, do you still want to take your life? And my guess is a lot of people probably say, yeah, you know, so maybe the fact that I didn't and I said, no, I don't. And, um, you know, kind of helped get me sprung, but that's when she right away said, I want you to meet people that are recovery specialists. And I like the AA part. Cause if you don't know 12 step, there's no leader, like it can't be a cult. There's not a leader. It's free. You know, so there's not like, so I was kind of glad that they were AA. Was the issue the addiction or was the issue the uh, the trauma of everything that you were going through? I think I'm an addict, but I think it was the trauma that led me to really not have a problem until I was 59 years old. That's pretty unusual. And you're, uh, were you allowed visitors when you're in that lockdown? Yes, my husband was there all the time. This guy that's right here this today. This guy, who's also my tour manager. That's fantastic. I know. So he's here to support you. He's amazing. How did you support. guys meet? We met, we've been together 13 years. We've been married for three. And we met at the food festival that they have once a year in LA called the Taste LA. Because mm -hmm. it is put on by the LA Times. He used to work at the Times. And so when we were dating, being on the road so much, it was like a long distance relationship for too long. And then we had a conversation and I said, do you think you could, like, would you want to be my tour manager? I think you could do it. And then I had my good friend, we were discussing her before, Susie Orman, the money lady who yeah. used to have a show, denied, <laughs> friend approved, you know, and she actually did the job interview and she said, yeah, I think you guys should do it. The job for being a tour manager, not, not your husband. Manager. No, he was already passed. Well, yeah. we were still boyfriend and girl for that time, but yeah, so we go on the road together and it's great and we laugh and have fun and find fun places to eat and... Every show's different, as we both know. Boy, he you know. has seen a lot, though. Too much. It is a lot. I know. You know, uh, I know. relationships it's... are tough as it is. I know. Uh, I've been married for a long time, yeah. and there are ups and downs, but that's mm -hmm. you've got some pretty dark stories, young lady. Dark, I know. And the dichotomy between who you are and what you've gone through and the joy and the happiness and the lightness that you spread is w wonderful, but kind of speaks to... Uh, you know, uh, uh, what comedy, that's why the tragedy and the comedy yes. masks are so close together when you go to a, like a theater. Yeah, I'm the two masks. You probably are or have days when you feel like you are. And many of the comics I know are, many of the actors I know are as well. But yeah, I, I'm serious about loving, I'm looking forward to every single show on this tour. Everyone's going to be different. Everyone's going to be fun. My shows are very improvisational. I usually have some like kind of core stories, but then I like dance around. And, and people should wait. know that it's for everyone. It's like everyone. This is not uh, right. Yeah, like I know oh, that I sometimes you do the, the uh, like uh, the gay cruises. I've seen. You, I right? did do two shows on a gay cruise. Right. Which but. was incredible. But this this show, the reason I call it my life on the PTSD list is 
people do know what PTSD is, you know? And I think if you have it like anything and you feel like laughing about it, it's like we have so much in common, whether it's the cancer world or the addiction world or the folks Being that human. Even, you know, being, being human. human. Being human. Can I, I make a suggestion? Yes. You're so real and you're so honest and you're so relatable. Oh. And I think that we were talking about TikTok earlier. But if you just keep being honest and relatable in you and not trying to find what works, I feel like people will gravitate towards you because um, your story is you, but it's not mm. necessarily unique. There's so many people that yeah. are going through similar situations and hard times. Yeah. And I think just finding that common ground will... Yeah. Get a lot of people like what, what I'm saying is those little posts. I think yeah. what she's saying, th 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 there's something in on TikTok where people uh, gravitate toward authenticity. So yeah. even if you're not trying to be entertaining, right, or you're not trying to, like those things and just showing people who you are, they yeah. will find you and they will come to you. Like Good. I said, the two that I w saw on the for you page were you just talking yeah. and giving your opinion, yeah. and it was I watched the whole thing and I was captivated. Thank so, you. All yeah. right, I'll do more of that. Yeah. And don't get discouraged by a timeline. Don't get okay. discouraged. You're on the right platform. Yeah. That is the right platform, and keep doing it. But uh, again. Uh, kind of contradicting myself, uh, you know, you have that music, you know, go, uh, mine some of the stuff yeah. that, that you had. And you all know, the specials. The, and all 19 the spe specials. I right. can snip them up, this clip two minutes, this clip one, this clip three minutes. And maybe even a clip with you embedded in it talking about what was going on yeah. in your life at the time, you know? Yeah. So it's you now talking about this is, this bit I did and then in I got 2008, a and, and then th Justin Timberlake called me, and right. then I said this. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's kind awesome. it is kind of interesting, and yeah. really, and you are a, an amazing talker. I'll give you another thing. You should podcast. Oh, I would love to, but um, iHeart was wanting to do one, but they wouldn't indemnify me. And because I've had all these lawsuits from MAGA people, I fear, I, I just can't keep covering myself. And so I said to the company, if all these specious lawsuits keep happening to me, somebody's got to take care of them. And by the way, I don't even think these people would sue a big company. They just want to bother me. But don't you have insurance no. on yourself? And it's probably hard for you to get now. <laughs> no? Uh, no, no, I do. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm just saying you could broadcast yourself without a company. Yeah. Anyway. And well, you came on here. I know. And I know. I don't think there's anything that, uh, I'm not going to, I won't edit. I'm fine with that. You okay with that? Oh, the problem, I'm too okay with it. That's my problem. <laughs> I've never <laughs> edited myself, even for one second. Your I've husband's here. You can it. come to the mic, sir. Did she say anything, your husband, did Randy? she say anything that the, you're worried about? Yeah, Randy. Randy. Randy, you're around for all this. Hey, what was it? What's the question? He wasn't you're, listening. You're not watching you're the show. So, you're so I am, interested. I the show. I've heard, the, I've heard her talk about this. Am I in trouble for anything I said? No. Okay. Oh, okay. You're perfect. okay with everything she said. Absolutely. Yes. You're a good man, Randy. You've been through a lot. You're really supportive. That's what uh, partnership should be. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, you know, life with Kathy Griffin, ups and downs, and you just roll with it. And the, the bottom line is she always makes me laugh. So that's part of the oh, problem. Oh, come on. <laughs> Look at that. The world yeah. now is going See? on. See, the warm and fuzzy. Yes. We'll, we'll, uh, we're, we're almost drawing to the end of this, but I want to end on a lighter note. Yes. We have, I don't know if you've ever seen this podcast before, but there's a guy named Lou. Yeah. Who I started with, and it's just a moment with Lou. Would you like okay. to spend a moment with yes, Lou? Yes, I would. Of course okay, I this would. is a moment with Lou. It's time okay. for Lou. Lou, 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 it's a Lou moment. Like, I know that he eats chips and he's right. walked in here a couple times. Lou, Lou, Lou. Why are you here, Lou? We want some fucking ship laugh, motherfucker. Lou.
punch it up, Lou. Hoopity hoopity do do. Hoopity hoopity do. Lou, please let me finish this. He's still talking over there. He doesn't get it. Yeah. Because you look at the screen. You look at the screen. If it's still going, Luke then you're does on. this all the time. He has no idea when he's on camera. He is um, absolutely... If he's not wearing headsets, I'm not. Okay, well, he doesn't, he doesn't listen. I'm not he also he doesn't, doesn't put the mic near he doesn't, him. The mic, the people at home can't hear him, but it's a, it's a moment. Like you, it's a moment. always has a briefcase. Ah, there we go. Oh, so, so here's what I'm trying to say. Oh, there we go. Here's what it is now. Now it'll be even better. Is it better. the DDT truck? Oh, yeah. it's, it's like a cloud. Yeah. It's a cloud. Don't go near the ice cream. Oh, I am not a poet. Okay. So I don't know. Well, this is I shouldn't do this I don't to know. a woman with a half a lung. I don't know how to I'm make. I'm sorry, Kathy, if you want to. I don't think that. No, no, this is terrible. <laughs> Why did you do that? I don't know. It was. It's part of the lube thing. Okay. So here's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. I am not a poet. Yeah. So I don't know how to make this rhyme. But Herman did it. This is what I'm trying to tell you. So I'm going to do a moment with Lou, and in one moment, I'm going to uh, bust a move. Oh. Move. Bust. Time for Lou. Lou. That was it, Lou. That's it. All right. Thank you. Moment. I know that he eats chips. This is a tough room, Lou. No, no, that was good. Why are you here, Lou? We want some oh, another one. Shit lap, motherfucker. Lou. Punch it up. I think I still have three. We'd never figure out. For this one. Thank you. You get your own, Howie. In a can. You're lucky. Adios. This is a good picture because it's a good picture of you, but it also looks like you. Oh, my God. You walk in the room. That's Lou. Okay. Okay. All right. So is Lou. Anyway, Kathy, I, I think this is a must-see tour. Kathy Griffin, my life on the PTSD list. Um, check where where can they go? They go to kathygriffin.com if you want to know where your tickets are. We'll have links to kathygriffin.com. Buy tickets. It's a do not miss. I also feel that you know, with your act, having seen you m many times throughout, it, it's like each night is kind of special because you're very improvisational. You might tell a similar story, but it doesn't seem to be the same twice. Yeah, I mix it up a lot. I love that. And uh, so I love that. And you have such joy for your audience. The audience has joy for you. It is a great night of escapism. And you know what? She deserves it. You deserve, uh, you deserve to be back. Aww. You deserve to shine. And I wish you nothing but health and happiness. Thank you. And success. And I can't thank you enough for coming on here. That's Kathy Griffin. Feel free to subscribe and to comment. And uh, anything else? No, I think that's it. I think we're done, right? Are we done? Yeah. <laughs> It was a pleasure. Thank you. That was awesome. You're going to see. You're going to get some scary comments. Okay, okay. We always get. All right.